Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I just busted in his office this morning. The girls thought I didn't see who was all there. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Yeah! Songs about me, baby. Back on the top again. Yeah. What's gotten into this dude? Yeah. Willard. He went to a so, concert yeah, last you night. You saw me when I was down and out. I'm back on topic, back on the topic. Man. Where'd got you a, go last got night? Got a new Van hip. Morrison. Oh, you did? And you know okay. who I met last night? Irish Pat Lawler. I saw that picture. Did you know who it was, Dibs? I did, but I, I felt like his general audience should have been uh, graced with a, a little bit more of a yeah. caption. You are true. It was a horrible caption. Irish Pat Lawler is about 70... 61. Five. Sorry about that, Irish Pat. Please don't turn on me. <laughs> oh, you might be in trouble. I've tipped a few back with Irish Pat, and uh, it's funny because and you guys were talking about this earlier about like size and weight, and you even were mentioning... Uh, the guy you guys hung out with with Lowe. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, oh, Chuck Liddell. Chuck, Dude, Chuck Liddell. Willard. And I'm going to say this Whoa. respectfully. He's small, but ferocious. Okay, then there you ferocious. go. Yeah. He goes about 5'7", 165, but yeah. he is absolute all business. He's like a bear cat. Yeah, there He's you go. Serious. Small Seriously. and ferocious. He yeah. was a, I didn't realize that he was a great wrestler. Like, that's how he knows Lorenzo Neal. Lowe told him to go to the USC. Dude, it, it triggers me. When you guys had him on, I was getting PTSD because back in the Jolo and Dibs days, uh, Lowe Neal had this thing that he could tie Chuck Liddell's arms both behind <laughs> his back and he still would absolutely ruin me come on dude we, i think we did two hours on oh. it one day and ford ba was just I believe you know, delighted I i'm like i'm like him. no way two Wait, hours, you did two hours on it or that he could but, that can't him, happen you would yeah. win deals. all of it that's what i thought okay. like, the more i thought about it it's like nope i mean Real. no 
Dude, the leg hold followed by the headbutt. Night, night. You ever been? You ever been in a fight, Willard? I'm O and O. I've never been in a fight. Um, I'm about five hundred, Will. Yeah, I'm thirteen five I, and two. I'm, like, I, I'm gonna call myself O and O only because the the times that I like. Tell could, the story. This is a great story. Guy, it's it's like, and who you. was it's, the guy, Willard? What's it's his like name? to even call it a fight is disrespectful <laughs> to fights. Like I wouldn't do that to fights. I just I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I punched Kareem Nahas at, at Bowditch Middle School one time. And, uh, it was a cheap shot. I'd had it, yeah. I'd had it up to here. And so um, I, I, I squared, and uh, he wasn't, it wasn't from behind. It wasn't a cheap shot. Okay. But it, it was kind of like, I just don't think he thought like that. Yeah, it was like Draymond to pool. Yeah. And, it and was an escalation sensation. No, but it was, was when I learned I should never try to punch someone because I tried to punch him, and it I'm like, "That's right. not what it's supposed <laughs> to look like. That's not how it's supposed to go." Oh, will. But I think you're thinking of you. You want me to tell the story of when I got popped in my armchair in journalism class? No, by, no, no. That was my the story friend, I wanted. Oh, it was. Yeah, the one okay. about Kareem Nahas. Yeah, there was the other time yeah. where, my, where my good buddy Brad Zucker just like like he stood over me <laughs> in an armchair. In uh, in journalism class, I lost. I'm out. And I know that the, like I was trash talking, which is a, super hard for all of you to believe. But I had a mouth on me, and he stood up because he was yoked. He had a, a high school kid. Oh, he had had it up to here, go. <laughs> and he stood over me in the armchair, and he's like, "Say it again." And I looked at him, <laughs> and I'm like, "One of those." Ball, like, oh. of course, I'll say it again. And then he just went spout right there in the bottom of my chin. Ooh, the uppercut. And he man. goes, he goes, "How about now?" How about now? But he didn't knock you down. No, I was in a little... Like, you were uh, shocked. Like the armchair. I was shocked. I've been I there. I just looked at him like, what in the hell <laughs> are empty. you doing? Chris and Ross? there was a substitute teacher in the class, and she said, that's a detention for you. I said, what? <laughs> I'm the victim. I'm just sitting here. So, of course, I went Iguodala on her and forgot completely about Brad. <laughs> and that is right. up, and that I'm like, great. talking out detention. It never went anywhere except for that we had graduated from college and about eight years later over thanksgiving maybe we hadn't graduated anyway whatever like seven eight years later i get a phone call at my parents house over thanksgiving and it's brad to apologize like he's still <laughs> ruminating on this yeah i'm like i haven't even thought about this again except for when i tell the story on 95 7 the game during the crossover wow, right but other than that like brad we're good we're good. I'm not like seeing a therapist or anything. We're okay. That was it. <laughs> those are delay, my those yeah. are my two fights, and both of them never got past the first punch. Yeah. So I'm yeah. saying you took an L at Montgomery Wards on the YouTube channel. <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. I just had to read it. That's all. Tell the YouTube chat to get it right. It was Mervin's. Thank okay. you. Which it is a way Mervin. better story than yeah. Montgomery Wards, oh, man. Some guy rides by on his bike. Shout out Petaluma Plaza. <laughs> and I, I oh, just parked my, my bike. And I'm going to go in and do a little light shopping. Oh. This guy rides by on his bike and kicks out the back tire. And it hits my leg. Oh. So I wait until he rides around the corner and I say, F you, yeah. <laughs> as loud as I can. Like, you're not going to do that to me. This young man, he's about two years older than me, turns back around on oh, his bike. Oh, boy, reverse. I love Parks this the bike, steps off the bike, and just one piece. <laughs> it's a one piece. Oh, no. Dude, you get the one Tyson, piece. Right. Dude, one piece. Your boy is now sprawled on the outdoor mat, oh, 1980. Yeah. And, uh, a face shot, body uh, shot. Face shot. Oh, dear. One time to the face. One and, time. Yeah, exactly. Night, night. One 12-year-old yeah. outside. Uh, uh, he gets back on his bike. And he rides away. 
Your boy took the L. He's one and zero. Wow. Didn't you throw a potato at some people or something like yes. that? No, that was that yeah. was a transgender individual. That okay. didn't, didn't go down as Which a fight. Is, that's not relevant. Uh, threw they it. threw it at me first. Oh, <laughs> over. Yes. I was just walking on the street outside the uh, Tribune building. <laughs> no reason. Wow, the town, Jefferson sure. or whatever. No reason. Sure. You didn't say anything. I was listening Did to music. Did you give him one of those? I didn't on. even strut by. I wasn't doing my limp or my strut. I was just a guy walking, and all of a sudden, pow! In the back of my arm, I'm like, "What the hell?" And I turn around, and no way. This individual's about six four and oh. with a skirt. And, you know, five o'clock shadow. And they're menacing at me. And I'm like, what the hell? And then they walk away. And I see that it was a potato that hit me. So I'm thinking, no, no, no. You threw a potato at the wrong guy. So now I pick up the potato. And I roll left to the corner right outside the Tribune building. Sure. This individual was across the street. Did you get him? And walking down. No, I threw no. it. I threw it high. Yeah, you tried, though. Bit outside. It was actually high and left. This led to another two-hour segment on whether or not I could throw a potato 50 yards. Dude, wow. I still, like, I always, uh, when I hear russet. stories, I got questions. It was a russet. Was a I got questions. Why? Did you ever find out why? I didn't. Like, why did this person want to throw a potato at you? I don't know. You? They had anger. Where did this person get the potato? This individual had a bag full of sundries. <laughs> we'll say that. There was a miscellaneous. A miscellany of items, and I was victimized oh, with God. a potato wow. in in the triceps. <laughs> I got to tell you, the, 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 fat. the YouTube chat's on fire. I don't know why this has me laughing, but oh, Loco Moco says, Zucker don't play. Oh, no, bro, he don't. <laughs> wow. Actually, but, then, but, then, but then he apologizes eight years later when we're in our 20s. Right. right. No, this is, anyway. a, this is even a good one. Oh, shoot. Who, somebody said, sounds like Dibley's going to be the Giants' third starter. Oh. Yeah, it could wow. be. Injuries yeah. already. Want to know. But did yeah. you mentioned, yeah. and it, tell me if I'm going too far. I'm not. PTSD. I told Stani and the listeners I have that. Once I came in and found out Wiggins was out tonight due to personal reasons. Right. I'm trying to compartmentalize. Yep. Like, he'll be right back. But why couldn't they just put ankle tweak right. or chest? Fingernail. Like, I'm a, now I'm all nervous after Stani goes, Goo, you think they're past every... I said, you and know what? Yeah. So I'm a little... You're not wrong. Okay. I already, Thank I already, you, man. Like, I just... the, the news broke and I was driving around with Chrissy earlier today. Hey. And, and what said what I said, she immediately... I'll just, like, I'll be real. She just looks at me and goes, don't, don't, don't do this today. Don't do not like that's not going to sound is, good, and I'm yeah, like I get it because I have no we the same thing we did last year we have no You're idea right. and it was so, just us but there's no way around when you see Andrew Wiggins' personal reasons it conjured something up we had Sam Amico and I asked him. you're just like all like all of a sudden your body's like oh wait where is this going what, is it a one off so that's not fair and i'll admit I, that and I, I know nothing and i'll never know nothing about Andrew Wiggins i know nothing now i need thursday but to be here i need I, thursday zero, yeah. i would I, that's i would agree Thank with you. that great like, show it can, it it can only be one game, please. Thursday right? can't come fast like, enough. I didn't. I hadn't even thought about it like goo, but I was thinking after he brought it up. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I guess like and just, and if it if it lasts a week, even e, e, oh boy. he's just getting Paul back. Yeah. Who uh, who starts tonight in place of Wiggins? That's I, a, who's I trying to play. Play. I think it's Clay. Do you think yeah. so? Probably. But with Chris Paul coming back, I wonder. It's a very slippery slope because if you if you've already said, and Steve has a bunch of times, so Steph, this is now for the time being the plan. Right? We are we are acclimating him to a new role. Okay. So what happens if he goes out 
and scores oh, 40 no. we brought as a up? starter and 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 Wiggins does miss two or three or four oh. right and and Clay Not goes five. on Clay goes on a heater as four. a starter mm. now yeah. now does can, he get it back can you go back so maybe I don't know maybe they start somebody else Moses, I mean, you Mo- go Moses with- Moody I think that's oh, what yeah, we yeah, brought we, that yeah, up. I was yeah. like, you know what? Moody that's not a crazy yeah. minutes. No doubt. Sure. What the hell? Sure. I what mean, the hell? It's Washington. What just, the hell? Right. So, I mean, you'd go Steph, Pods, Clay, Draymond, and and Maybe Looney, Looney yeah. maybe. Yeah. He Put said Looney he wants to play Looney a little bit, but... Is, is Poole starting? No. He's coming off the bench. Mm. Yeah. Now, he could get a bone thrown to him, and his coach, I might say, Jordan, we got nine wins. Go ahead and start. Against your, uh, I don't think they're looking to throw him bones. Wow, and I, I like. What I think you they're said, looking Steiny. to throw potatoes at him. Uh, but, well, they've yeah. had it. Actually, they've yeah. had it up to here. The potato yeah. quietly hurts more than you would think. Actually, I would not shock. I would think that it would hurt actually, but, uh, especially if it's not cooked. And I can't no, no. throw a potato fifty yards if anybody oh, wants to bet me. You get no a good, doubt. you get a good, good solid potato. russet. Yeah, you could a mid-sized russet, and I did that day. I was adrenalized. How long ago was this? God, it was pre Steiny Guru and Dibs, which was a fifty-one week adventure. Yeah, yeah, one week shot. We did one week in person. Yeah. We did 50 weeks remote. So I'm talking maybe 2019, five okay. years back. And then you tested this and you did throw it 50 Oh, no, yards? I never did. This was one of the classic Jolo and Dibs bets that oh, never yeah. came to fruition. I would bet against it now. Yeah, now it's going to no, be a little well, tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the arrange anyway. of motion's a little bit more limited. You were saying something. Of Steiny, uh, the five. notion of oh. Jordan Poole not being benched. It's nuance, and you're a man of nuance, but I think you're right. It's more of a relegation sensation. He's been relegated to being the sixth man. He wasn't classically benched. Jonathan Kaminga last year in the playoffs, that's being benched when we don't want to play you anymore. Jordan Poole just is no longer starting. So, but it's that that's not. It's not nothing, right? That's still a thing. It's a thing. But it's not being benched. I, I don't. You know, think. I heard Kawakami uh, this morning being like, "Don't, don't, don't just listen to the press conferences." Clay's not thrilled. Oh no, Clay doesn't about like it. this. No, there's no doubt. He'll say that he's okay with no it. No doesn't like this, it. right? And I'm sure Jordan doesn't either. Yeah. And it's for and it, 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 different reasons. Yeah. yeah. He's got to be like, man, I had a good here. You know, in Golden Who, State, Jordan. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, I don't. I know. wonder. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder how he looks back I, on. I it. mean, it it, it appears know. for whatever reason or for all the reasons we do know, that, like he's he's mentally he's a different. He's person. broken. But I don't. Th- I, it, it to me, it's completely unfair to put all of this like you got punched and now you're unable to be a professional and be an adult like. No, that was not okay. fair, but like... He was humiliated. I hear you, but come on, man, that and one that, made and, a... And, and so that's it? He yeah. was punched and humiliated, so now you can't function yeah. ever again? Well, he Even in fun- another city? Well, no, well... Come on, man. You're a product of your environment. They got be, nine wins. I get, but and, I'm going to tell you why he was a dope, the, real quick. The money changed he, him. He never talked about him. the incident, even though it was him on the other end of the losing side. Publicly. He never talked he about it publicly. So he you got to give him an adult. But even maybe, if he was embarrassed, he never went to that level maybe, of... Maybe he's been to a therapist 150 you know, times. I mean, you might could be honest. I have no idea. I, I just think oh, that, the worst call in sport. I think that's a crazy. <laughs> I think that's a crazy excuse if that to to put it all on that. Yeah, that's and 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 the Wizards like yeah. the word coming out of that organization is that they're all just completely uh, annoyed uh, with him. Uh, I'm I'm not putting all that on Draymond. 
Like, his behavior is awkward. His decisions on the court are terrible. I like that. I don't have much to work with. I'm sorry, but I, the 2022. This is what I I said to uh to the guys on the show today. They don't win a title without him in 2022. Yeah. So I appreciate what Jordan Poole did, and I, Willard. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying after the punch. I don't even think that's Jordan. I don't even think the person named Jordan Poole is Jordan Poole. Well, like the, in today's society with social media, the, I don't think you could either get any worse than what he had to experience. Now, that well, it's sound gotten like a worse. Out. It's gotten worse for him because of the way he's played. And if you yeah. look at basketball, Remember we reference, thought he was going to average twenty-eight points. He is one hundred and forty-third out of uh, one hundred and forty-three qualified he, players in field goal percentage. I have nothing for you. He wow. is dead. Effing last wow. in field goal percentage. He's behind such names as Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins and James Harden. And I, I always look at the list. It's not effective field goal percentage. It's just raw field goal percentage. He's dead last. And so, yeah. Do you think that's the real Jordan Poole? Or am I caping if I say maybe he just never recovered from here? Well, I think it's the real Jordan Poole because you have to be able to recover yeah, from that. Yeah. And it's now been, almost it's been 17 months. And so, yes, it was not anything that he did, in my opinion, to deserve that. But at some point, you've got to pick yourself up by the bootstraps yeah. and salvage your career. Well, we're also acting like that was the only life-changing event, and it's nowhere near that. Like, I, I would I would sub the word punch out for, for the word contract. He's never mm. been the same person since the contract. You know what I mean? I, I, if I you even, like, I, th we found this to be engaging at the time because we all dream of the massive payday. Mm. But when you're celebrating a championship... And, and we're going to get the bag, oh, oh, and I'm going to get the bag, and I'm going to get the bag. It's right, like, right. that doesn't feel the same anymore. Now I look back on it and go, man, yeah, you, you got the bag. And then and that's a wrap. We had a hole in it. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Twitch and YouTube powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Dibs, I gave you some love on it's the time show to today. It's time, it's time for him to move on from the punch if he has And he may have. He may just not be a very good player when he's not on a good team. Oh, man. You know, I mean. The evidence possibly. is not on his side. <laughs> We're right. almost, yeah, what, 28, 27 games left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they got uh, the Wizards tonight, 11. The number's 11. Yeah. You, and I, I was thinking, you know what? I like the Warriors. I, have, I don't need it. Then I mm. thought more about it, and I'm like, that's a sniff of a backdoor cover anytime. Any a nine-win team maybe. at home? Maybe. They they're think they so won three bad. of the nine at home? They're so bad. I just don't West want to be betting, Junior, and then all of a sudden, Kuzma's making threes. And, no, I hear you. you know, I hear you. Betting, betting double digits on the road. Yeah, man. Right. You know, and, I, and I'm still recovering from what happened Friday night where I watched an 11-point game <laughs> turn into a 13-point finish with a fight on a 12-and-a-half-point spread. <laughs> I was sitting there, I'm like looking at this going, oh, my God, what is happening here? So I'm with you. I, I Like, I get it. I, I don't know about tonight, but coming off of a loss, they should win by yeah. 30. Yeah. You would think, but they, they play down. The Warriors play down and sometimes. the Warriors play well, they're the 10th seed. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes. If you look at their game against Detroit, where they had to survive well, and their game against team. Charlotte. Yeah, but also and you, 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 you didn't play very well. But they're so bad in close games. If you actually look at their games this year, when they win, they win by a truckload. It's the close games where right. they struggle. But they've the got spreads a lot eleven, of, so I mean, you might win of, this one by eight or nine. They got a lot of twenty point wins. They got a lot of them. 
when they, you know what I mean? I know the Detroit game, like, I feel like that was a different squad. You lost to Memphis and G.G. They had Jackson. a lead with a minute left. I mean, different squad. But if you look at their games against the bottom feeders, there are as many, like, whoa, that game was closer than I thought, as there are true blowouts, I yeah, think. You do, I, I would say look at the, the, the recent Warriors, the last 15 games. And uh, by and large, they've handled those teams by double digits. Yeah, I'm not by a big. Large. Yeah, I'm not a big guy that oh, they're going to get up for this game and that game's. But how can you lose? You know, you're playing well. Okay, then you get beat by the defending champions. Keep it you're moving. still playing well. Yep. I mean, you got it. You got to look at the schedule and say, guys, let's go out and get tonight. It's the Wizards. Right. And we got two out of the next three are tough ones. Are we owe Toronto? Well, I think you look at this one and you think, guys, this is a uh, this is an R and R game where let's get up by twenty seven and then we can take the fourth quarter off because that right. that to me, if I'm a veteran, I look at this game and I think let's get up eighty five to fifty six with two minutes to go in the third and then we can all just kind of shut it down shut it shut it down and i thought that would happen friday and it looked like it was going that way and they just right. came roaring back well in charlotte, charlotte they did wave the white flag in that game and then with you know, 22 seconds to go right finally yeah, yeah. that's but, great but not with a minute they pressed yeah and i just look at this four game road trip and if you're the warriors and Three you have and this one on the front yeah. end go ahead and handle it early Get Steph and, and Draymond 28 minutes, and Clay plays 28 minutes, and you get some uh, Quinones, and I don't know if Gee's on the trip, but darn it, give me some Gee. Yeah. What if Moody starts? Like, I'm eager to see the start lineup, Will. Yeah. Shame to say, who's uh, who should come out soon? Game starts in two hours. Who's that last guy on the roster? Pat Spencer? Yeah. yeah, the ball Patty guy. Spencer, yeah. 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 <laughs> when did that happen? I don't know. I don't, we, I don't we know. were in Vegas. Yeah. I'll say this, Dibs. Don't blame it on Vegas. Willard, I'm a guy that thinks everybody has a doppelganger. We had somebody text in that uh, White Shadow that Pods reminds oh them God. of salami. And I want to run out the Better comp than Steiny is Tom Cruise, I'll say oh, that. No doubt. I and I don't, Tell Willard, he must have not heard it. He looked at like Tom Cruise. Tell Willard. No, come on. We got a couple minutes. I was just telling, like, when I, 40 years ago, I was in college, and this woman I'll never forget. <laughs> tell her name. Said, I, I don't I actually don't want to say it anymore. Because she's time. a real living yeah, one person. one more time. Lois Lucente. Okay. Yeah, that's a good name. She wanted, she wanted a, she's a doctor now, Dr. Lois Lucente. <laughs> oh, okay. That's somebody you meet in Mexico on a and trip. She, uh, like anyway, trip. I was with my buddy Joe Fenlon. She's like, you want to come up to this party on the <laughs> third floor? And, and uh, Joe's like, sure. And, uh, like, you know, Matt wants to come too. And I heard her say to him, no. He's ugly. So scarred him, Willard. He yeah. said this about wow. three times. Fast on this forward show. forty years ago to this, to this yeah. weekend. Here we go. To this weekend, I'm looking for a place called the Cooler in San Leandro. I can't find it. Walking around, these two women come. It's obviously a mother and daughter, fifty, twenty five, something like that. I said, "Excuse me, I'm looking for a place called the Cooler." The daughter goes. Has anybody ever told you you look like Tom Cruise? Oh boy! Be careful to say it was the daughter who said that. No, mom. No, she's like twenty-five. But I, you know, I, I wasn't about that. It was wow. just. But he feels good. Are you I sure said, you know she what? didn't Full mean circle. Terry Cruise? I don't care. <laughs> Full circle in your face, Lois Lucente. No, it's great. Yeah. I look like the janitor in Scrubs. I've heard that a million times. It's an it, actor with the last name of Flynn. Has anyone ever actually been mistaken for a celeb? Like somebody, not you look like, but like somebody thought. Yes. Who? Eric Stoltz in Mask. 
<laughs> not Rocky Dennis. That's a Don't say that. I had red hair. It's a fact. When I had my red hair. It's a great movie. I really like that movie. He had bad skin. Actually, no, a lot of errors. Back in my day, when I had a lot of red hair, I would get a lot of Eric Stoltz. With the flying red hair. That's one of those things that feels like it was a thousand years ago. Mask? Yes. It probably was 94. Percentage audience uh-huh. knows what we're talking about. Yeah. I about 67. Yeah. But the that room feels enjoyed like it. Sometimes I work for the room. Sam yeah. Elliott, I believe, in that movie. And also. I've got Denzel all the time. Uh, 25 years oh, old God. all the time. All right. And now Tracy Morgan. But that's my favorite. I don't know. Like somebody who was so sure that they came up and they were like, Tracy? I would know. I was Senor Denzel on my honeymoon in Cabo, and my wife was getting mad, but they just, Senor Denzel, I know what they Denzel. And I had the Mississippi Masala fit on with the linen, and the wife was like, y'all disrespected me. And I looked like, oh, boy, they really think your boy might be somebody. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, memories. All right, Jed, so a uh, little truncation sensation today. Wow, you guys are right. Right. Yeah. Seven again. Yeah. We'll catch you here tomorrow. Yeah. Same time. Oh, and, and, Same place. And yeah, quick maybe. tease, quick tease. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Crawford was in my dream last night. There you go on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. 
Now, these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I mean, maybe we could use uh, maybe we could use today for a little therapy. I think I could use it. I think I could use it, and I think sometimes you're you're pretty good at it, uh, especially since you know uh, you know all of the the useless information out there. And uh, maybe I need a little bit of it. Could you psychoanalyze me a little bit for a second, Debs? I'd appreciate. Who would love to? Um, golly, why do I feel the way I do about Jordan Poole? What is it? And, and and I can define it like it there's not there's not the vitriol that I know that it sounds like. Yeah. But yeah. even just like okay, this game's going to start in 2 hours and the Warriors gonna, and I just I'm like mm, I don't like watching him play basketball. Well, let's start there. It's, because it's I, very I think, uncomfortable for me. I think that what you like about basketball as I can psychoanalyze you, you like the way the Warriors play because it's ball movement, it's ball sharing. It's intricate, it's exciting, it's not a lot of one-on-one, which is partly why you don't love the Chris Paul game, you don't like his game, you don't like James Harden's game, you don't like Russell Westbrook's game, you don't like that type of a player, I think, in general. I don't like players who try to make the official think something happened that didn't happen. And also the dribble, 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 me, me, me basketball. And and to a degree, what I just said is is a little hypocritical because every single player uh, embellishes in basketball or any sport. For that matter, Derek Jeter once upon a time wanted us to think the ball hit him when it didn't. Uh, don't get right. me started with soccer. My God, the whole thing is based on uh, overacting. And as a white person who couldn't jump, that was my entire high school career, was trying to get the official to think that when my shot got blocked, that they got my arm. Yesterday was I the could... four-year anniversary of Disgrace at Chase, and <laughs> I embellished about three or four different exactly. ones. Exactly. Thank you, Kalena. I got it's, no calls. So it's not just that. It's not just that, right? But but Jordan's uh, his antics with the flying into the into the stands and then four on five on the other end. Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. But I'm not sitting here like stuffy, smart pass guy. Right. I love Steph Curry, and he throws the ball with a hook shot pass over his back two or three times a game. So it's not like I want some sort of Tom Amansky fundamentals to break Thank out. Thank you. Like that's not. Thank what- you, Fred McGriff. <laughs> Again, we That's are. That's not uh, what I'm getting at. Like, I don't right. want to do the mic and drill. Remember the mic and drill? Oh yeah, Dan Hunt showed me that in 1981. I, it's not like that's not what I'm saying. The whole thing for for all of us, like it ended up dominating our jobs and this team for the better part of a year. And two things, Ralph, can be equally true, mm. which is that Draymond was totally wrong. Yet I also find Jordan Poole to be a, um, what's the word that I want to put in there? Um, It's petulant. Well, I was more like, I I find him to be a turnoff. Right. Watch it. Like, even now, he could be, because he's not starting, sit there on the bench tonight, and just, boop, the camera goes to him. And I'm like, I just find him to be a turnoff. I think that's part of it, and that's where we can really you know, dive deep on you in terms of Jordan Poole because it's something about his attitude and his lack of an appreciation for what he had 
and and a lack of appreciation for what he still has, which is an NBA career. Because it seems like, you know, his attitude, his behavior is a little bit tone deaf as to what's going on around him. And when he was here, he was on a championship team, and it never felt like he had that appreciation or that willingness to embrace the Warriors ethos. Well, and I like I get what you're saying, although I don't I, I don't want to say that he never had that. Like Jordan's got two things that should make everybody love him. Should make everybody love him. A, he worked his butt off. Yeah. To come out of the G League and and become a, a nine-figure player. Worked his tail off. And and B, uh he helped a he helped he helped our favorite team win a title. Right. Like, usually those things are like, well, you're walking on water the rest of the way. But my perception is, and, you know, famously, you don't know Jordan Poole. Sure. Right. I don't know Jordan Poole. Yes, I've been in Jordan's presence. I've talked to Jordan. Um, but, no, I don't know the man. But, yeah, my perception is, is that this is way bigger than the punch, and I absolutely am one of the people who believes or is curious to know where the vitriol came from that led to the punch. I don't mean that day. I mean all year long. I mean for months on end. Like what did? And, and I get confused when I think a certain thing, and then I see Steph and Clay uh, just hug it up and hug it out and 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 heap praise. But it's like, but I also know you greenlit a trade, Steph. So you you could tell me all you want, like. No, man. Jordan was great. I love the man, and let's yeah, hug and let's that's jump. just all Steph optics. But I know that you also greenlit a trade, man. I know this. That Steph Curry, the brand, is what that is. In the offseason, after the trade, and you go and you work out with him, hey, Clay, let's go work out with Jordan Poole. We're going to show the world that there are no hard feelings. And that's just, to me, that's branding more than it is an actual... Like, hey, let's reach out and make sure that he's okay. I don't know this for certain, but that's the way it comes across to me as a person because there was hard feelings going into the year, even before the punch. You know, Clay said what he said about the trip overseas where, you know, Jordan was feeling himself. And I think that the veterans felt like Jordan was a little bit over his skis in terms of his self-importance. And I think that rubs you the wrong way. Guys who don't, have an appreciation for what's come before them. Well, and also an appreciation for uh, almost like what you've earned, but where that all needs to be tucked in. I firmly believe money changed Jordan Poole, big time. I think we're dealing with a complete and total egomaniac. And maybe that sounds stupid. We're talking about the NBA. Like, hello, they're all incredible egomaniacs, right? But there's a different way to do that. Right. There's a different way to cut that 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 cake. And I think that, again, I'm not doing this based on my experience. I've got almost none directly with Jordan Poole. But I hear things. People talk to people. This is now a second organization. Plus, you're looking at the output, right? Guru's right. Everybody predicted it. Oh, my God. Jordan Poole, as the one on a team that doesn't care if they win, he's going to average 30. No, he's going to get actually removed from the starting lineup and be probably the worst Every, you know, like, major minute player in the whole league. Like, that speaks volumes, does it not? He's not well-liked by his teammates in Washington. That's fascinating. Why would that be? It's the way he plays. And after the last 12 months of what we said in this town, does anybody want to, like, grab that fact and rework? And we're not going to spend an hour on Jordan. But, like... 
I don't know. Does anybody want to rework their thought about Jordan Poole now knowing that the Wizards players don't like him either? If Draymond never would have punched Jordan Poole, then, and everything else took place, Jordan Poole had a bit of a down year, and then they traded him for Chris Paul and all the rest of it, we would all vilify Jordan Poole. But there is still some part of the Jordan Poole story that feels like he was a victim. And that's not unfair to think that, because he was victimized by Draymond Green in that moment. And, you know, I've watched the video probably 150 times, and every time I watch it, it looks more and more menacing oh, it's in terms of it's totally like awful. how that played out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that definitely cast a pall over his entire season. But at the same time, okay, now you've gotten your freedom. You have your bag. You have your new team. Go out there and prove to everyone that you're not that guy. And I'm looking at it again, and I misspoke earlier. There's 144 players who qualify and he's 144th in <laughs> field goal percentage. He's shooting 39.9% mark from the floor. 309 from three. And he's averaging 16 a game yeah, but on 14 shots. You know me. Like, yes, these people, this is pro sports. He's wildly unproductive. You're judged by your effectiveness. But now you're a wizard. I don't care. I, I, don't, I don't care if you miss all of your shots. It's it, it, To me... I'm much more focused on all of the other stuff. Like the highlight package, could, they could do Shacked in a Fool for the whole year just on Jordan. Shacked in a Pool. Thank you. Uh, three. Anyway. I'll take it. I'm working I mean, hard like, today, right. Greg. It's a like, short show. Uh, hey, plug it all in now. Don't, <laughs> don't save anything for later. That's true. You know what I mean? Like I just... I, if you're missing shots, you're missing shots. Your decision-making, which is what I harped on all year last year, has gotten worse because you were given that freedom. So the lack of maturity is just oozing out of every single part of him and his game, and, uh, and, and, and it does. It makes me wonder about the larger picture of what that was all like for the Warriors in the locker room and, and everything. You're, you're pointing to... Whether or not he's kind of a sympathetic figure, and and yes, he always will be with regard to what happened to him that day in practice. But for me, that ends as soon as you leave the Warriors. My sympathy was with you that whole year. And if you found it hard to be in the workplace with that person, pass him the ball and set a screen for him and all of that stuff, okay, I, I got you. I, I understand. But as you pointed out, now your money... You couldn't be geographically further away. Right. You've got your own team, your own situation. If that's still bugging you now, I'm sorry, man. That's on you. Yeah. I I don't know what to do with that He's played 55 games, and he is the least effective shooter in the association among qualified players. And so that, I still think, for me, there's a little spot inside me that will always have sympathy for Jordan Poole for the way that it went and the way that it ended. But at the same time... You've got to you've got to sink or swim in professional sports and you've got to do it on your own because they paid you a bunch of money. Washington traded for you. He's making twenty seven point five this year. He's got three more years on his deal worth just under a hundred million over the next three. So Jordan Poole now, as a professional basketball player, you've got to put the the unfortunate things that have happened aside. And go out there and have a career. He's only 24 years old. 
He won't be 25 until June. That's crazy. So at the end of this year, assuming Washington doesn't make a deep run, he's <laughs> good, get, he'll be 25 when he starts next year. So 25, 26, 27 in his final year under contract with Washington. This is your career, young man. Yeah. I mean, this this is it. Because if you play like this, you're going to be out of the league before that three-year contract is up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that that's that side of it. And then the other side of it is, it's kind of funny sometimes, we get excited for the measuring stick games. Oh, Denver's in town. Yeah. All right, well, I, maybe I could offer a different perspective. Um, with what we've sort of laid out over the last week or so with Warrior Basketball and the third easiest schedule in the league the rest of the way and all of that, um, the intensity, I know this is counterintuitive for fans and there's no way to fix it, but the intensity should be ramped up much more for nights like tonight than uh, than Denver um, on national TV on Sunday. These are the games you can't lose. Flat out, may not lose. And with Andrew Wiggins out, Chris Paul's back, your lineup is getting shuffled a little bit, are you out of sync? You're on the road now. It's your body clock ready to go. None of this is sexy. A game between anybody and the Wizards is not sexy. But I would just say that to, to the Warriors and their fans, this is a must. I know you don't love the, the phrase must yeah, win. Yeah. You cannot afford to lose any of these, especially this one. This is the cuppiest of the cupcakes in the whole damn league. This is as cuppy as it gets. Yeah. You may yeah. not lose these games to me it's not about winning or losing because i'm assuming that the win is going to happen and if you happen to lose this game then we can just cancel everything about may and we can start thinking about the lottery to me this game is about how you win and i mentioned it during the during the crossover you've got a game thursday a game friday and a game sunday so this is a tight little pack of games in days it's four games and six nights all on the road this is one that you have to win, win early, and rest your guys. That way you have a chance to go in and maybe take both ends of the New York and the Toronto back-to-back. Oof. And if you do that, if you go into Boston having won the first three games of the trip, well, now Boston's a freebie, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I, I'm, and maybe but this you is, set that up tonight, Mark, and I, I'm, I'm not looking ahead. No doubt. No I'm doubt. looking at tonight, and I'm thinking, if I'm Steph or Draymond or Clay. I'm thinking, how do we win this game with me playing 26 minutes? That's the goal. Yeah. The goal is to win, of course. The second goal is win and watch Lester and Gee play. Um, we're sponsored by Safeway, and the Dubs play in an hour and a half, and we'll take you all the way there, and we'll certainly take your calls. Plenty of Warriors coming up this hour, 888-957-9570. I do also have a, um, a rather strong thing to say about the San Francisco Giants. And a dream to talk about. Yeah, Brandon Crawford was in a dream. So awkward. Was, so, so was his wife, though. Okay, They're both that's there. even more awkward. <laughs> hey, Jalen, how you doing? They were, what can I do? I don't know. They were both there. Crazy. Don't, don't talk about that. I hugged it out with both of them. I, Steiny was in my dream, sadly. Oh, that's worse. Yeah. Who would you rather dream about, Brandon Crawford <laughs> or Matt Steinmetz? All right, well, I'll tell you all about it here in a sec on, uh, on Weathered and Dibs. What is going on here? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Homer? Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Well, it is in my nature, yes. Um, and uh, born and raised here. Sorry. Streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash 95.7 The Game. YouTube.com slash 95.7 The Game. You can watch us live. See the beauty of Dibs. Um, what hoodie do we have on today? What are you wearing? It's a little bit of an older one. Okay. Yeah. But a goodie. Yeah. It's a hoodie, oh, yeah. but a goodie. Thank you. Um, hit, hit the thumbs up button, like it, subscribe, all of that. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union. I asked Dibs if uh, we could do maybe like 38 seconds on this and move on, because this isn't local nope. and has nothing to do with nothing, but I just want to say it out loud into a microphone. Justin Fields is gone. The Bears have made their choice. Justin Fields is gone. This is not fact. This is a prediction, but you're seeing... Quotes today from like Eberflus, where he's like, "As soon as we make our decision, we're going to let Justin know." <laughs> wow! This comes after Justin unfollowed the Bears and the NFL on Instagram a few weeks ago and said that he just wanted a break. That's all. He was just getting away, clearing out his timeline. Okay, if you want a break from social media, you just turn your phone off. That's how you do it. You don't need to unfollow. Um, so. Smoke, fire everywhere. Meantime, Falcons are sitting there talking about how they've got to get the quarterback situation right this offseason. Might be in the draft, might be a veteran. To me, it all adds up perfectly. Justin Fields, who once upon a time played in Georgia, uh, would be amazing on the fast track in the Dome down there. Uh, Chicago Bears need to trade Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons. Go draft Caleb Williams. Start doing whatever the heck it is that you're going to do. Fields to the Falcons. I'm going to call that right 
now. And it happens probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, you're going to have to and, do it you before know. free agency. Right. Lock it in. Which, and I wonder what the compensation is. If the Bears want Desmond Ritter, they're going to want much more than that, I would I would expect. Oh, I don't think they want Desmond Ritter at all. Right, but you're going to want their pick. You're going to want a quarterback back just to have a quarterback, you know, somebody back, back, else back. to play alongside Caleb Williams. Um, if yeah. that's your guy. I don't, I don't know if that's the guy that they would want. I think you can find Desmond Ritter type production just about anywhere. Uh, hell, sign Sam Darnold and just have a bunch of USC quarterbacks running around out right? there. Right, Lucas? Yeah. Um, anyway, that's enough of that. So, yeah, this was one of those dreams. You tell me. Like, my first reaction to this was to look in the mirror and go, what a dork. Like, Brandon Crawford signs with another team and ends up in your dream that night? What a loser. Like, that's kind of weird, yeah. Totally. And it didn't occur to me, you know how, and I'm usually not one to remember dreams. And then there's those where you wake up and you're like, ooh, I remember it all. And then 10 minutes later, someone's like, then tell me about it. And I'm like, gone. Gone, yeah. Gone. Yeah. This one went the opposite way. So I woke up and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I go start reading about what's going on. And I start seeing pictures of Brandon Crawford in a Cardinals uniform. And I go, <gasps> Brandon. Brandon was in my dream last night. Weird. Really weird. So me and a bunch of buddies, like, go get a big room at a resort. We're having a summer vacation, and it's just like me and all the high school guys, and we're just hanging. There might have been some alcohol and a pool or whatever. Okay. But we're in one of these, like, it's like a communal-type room, like you would get if you went somewhere with a party of 10. Yeah, yeah. But as can only happen in a dream, uh, the room had room for two more people. And so we were just bebopping along, having our trip, and then all of a sudden, we got back to our room one time, and they're like, "Not, uh, we've got two more people to join you. Say hello to Brandon Crawford and his wife, Jaylen." And we were thrilled. We're like, come on in. The Crawfords are staying <laughs> with us. What was he wearing? Um, a t-shirt. He wasn't like, wearing, like, cardinal red? No. <laughs> No, no, he wasn't wearing... Uh, he was in street clothes. No, yeah, he wasn't like in a Speedo yeah. or anything. It wasn't that kind of dream. No, but I didn't it know if he was in a like, Cardinal uniform. It was like a bunch of yeah. Giants fans. We're like, wow, it's Brandon Crawford, everybody. And we hugged it out and talked it out. And like, man, that's crazy that you're like going to a different team and then <laughs> dream. Dream over, yeah. Over. And scene. That's it. That's all I got. We went yeah. on a trip and Brandon Crawford came to stay with us. That's pretty cool. I mean, Stupidest random. dream ever. Yeah. But I'm like, are there like buried emotions about him putting a Cardinals uniform on I that I didn't so. even know about? I think so. Because it didn't hit me in any sort of a way. I didn't think that the Giants should have kept him. Right. If he wants to play, keep playing. But I think that I'm not, not going to say it. what you thought. I thought that he was going to hang him up. I didn't think that he would go out and I, I didn't think that he would want to play. And if he wanted to play, I didn't think that there'd be a place where he could play. <laughs> I thought that... At the end of the year, I thought that all year. I'm like, Brandon's done after this year. But I could tell. He was done at the start of last year. I could year. tell over the last six weeks that he was playing. You can always tell. Whenever you get the report that it's like they're considering options sure. and they've got options, there are teams calling. Whenever you see that, I just think it ends up being sort of a bottom line in life type of a thing. You can even go into the offseason going, I think I'm going to retire. And I like, and then the, people call you and they're like, Would you like $2 million? 
Like, do you, do you want $2 million? Right. And you look at your family and your spouse or whatever, and you're still in your 30s, and you're like, I mean, it feels like we should probably do that. Like, so I just go to St. Louis for like six months. Right. And if you're Jalen, his wife, like a, and yes. you've already raised four kids, and now right. you've got number five, and you've done it mostly from April to September without him. So what's another year of, of doing what you're doing? I'm sure she's got help. It's not me trying to paint a sob story, but... If you're Jalen, you're probably thinking, yeah, go ahead, go go play baseball. Yeah. We've got this. We've had this without you. Right. You don't know how to do anything around here anyway. Right. You'll just be sitting around just moping. Over here playing music on the smart speaker all the time. Dude, you'll be DJ BC Raw. Totally. You'll be threading your glove, <laughs> rubbing oil in it. Oh, Good man. of you. Yeah. So, whatever. I didn't think I had any feelings about it, and I still don't, yeah. but, but I dreamt about the guy. Well, the subconscious is uh, its a real reflection of what you have going on deep, deep inside your mind. And so, yeah, you're thinking about it, and at least you didn't like have a dream where he showed up in Cardinal Red and you burst into tears. <laughs> that would have been a little bit more right, of right. a troubling... Uh, and I started chasing him around right. the quad. Don't and then, do it, Brandon. And then he turned into a Cardinal and flew away to escape. <laughs> exactly. Like, that would have been a cool dream. Psychotropic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I don't anyway. think your, your brain is that poisoned to where you're going to have that kind of dream. Yeah, this is my brain. This is my brain on drugs. Anyway. I had a dream that I was hanging out with uh, Steiny and my good friend Dana... And we were all getting together to go in a van to go to some sporting event. Down by the river? It was actually like an 18-person luxury van and uh, spilled pizza on my shirt. You don't so, spill pizza. You no, spill I spilled pe- pizza. <laughs> I had like, I <laughs> smeared it. Somehow I spilled it like on the bottom of the shirt tail. You were wearing dinner. I was wearing dinner. I love it. And so I, I spent so much time trying to get it out, get it out, get it out. And then you get it out. we eventually... Went to get in the van, and there was no room, so I had to walk. Uh, there was with, no room in the 18-person van? There were 18 other people who were in there. Who were they? Uh, Steiny was, was one of was them. Was any of them Brandon Crawford? No, but okay. uh, uh, the barista, who uh, you oh. may know from the uh, the old place, he was there, so yes. he and I walked together. <laughs> Haven't talked to him in seven years. Anyway, dreams, am I right? They're so weird. They're so weird. All right, let's move from the subconscious to the conscious. Look at you. I got something to say. And I want to give the shout-out right away, because some of you maybe read it. The shout-out goes to Grant Brisby from The Athletic, even though he went to Burlingame High School. And I'll, I'll hold that against him for the rest of his life, uh, because Burlingame High School is an awful place. It's an awful place where terrible things happen. Um, I shouldn't say that. That actually paid my dad's salary and put food on my table for, for many years. But I went to the rival high school, so I joke. But anyway, um, Grant Brisby... With his most recent article in The Athletic, did something for me that I rarely do, which is it got me to think about luxury taxes in baseball. They're relatively new as compared to basketball, and because Warriors checkbook championship Joe Lacob, I think we think sometimes about luxury taxes in the NBA. I don't think about them in baseball. I couldn't have told you the rules. I don't know what the tax line is. I don't know what the penalties are. I now know more. I now know more because I read the article. Yeah, me too. However, this isn't about the luxury taxes in a large sense. It's about them in a small sense. And here's the opinion I've come to. The opinion I've come to is that Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell, two top-line starting pitchers, are both still sitting on a free agent market that seems to not be paying guys what they want. And the San Francisco Giants 
not only have no excuse to not sign one, I now believe that it would literally be to the point of embarrassing, embarrassing if they don't. And here's why. I know the Matt Chapman rumor has been there all offseason. I now have reached the point of sort of could take it or leave it. You know, Luciano shortstop, J.D. Davis, Wilmer Flores, there's Casey Schmidt that just signed Nick Ahmed to a minor league contract. Can they figure out a, a way to handle the left side of the infield without Matt Chapman? Probably. Can their, can their lineup figure out, you know, hitting home runs without him? Probably. Like, it'd be great, but not at the expense of another starting pitcher, which is where their money should go. The San Francisco Giants are under the tax. And if we can sort of gather what Cody Bellinger just did and figure, all right, these guys are not getting the six, seven, eight-year deals that they want. And the luxury tax is the reason why. All of these teams out there are like, well, yeah, we could do that, but then we're going to be way over the tax, and we're going to Kelly Oubre ourselves right. for the next five years. They don't want to do that. All right, fine. So what do you do? Well, you look at what Bellinger did, Otani. Could Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell do the short opt-outs, one, two, three-year deal for a higher average annual value? Well, Brisby wrote this article based on the idea of, could you just give Blake Snell $40 million? One-year deal. $40 million. And maybe it's a two-year $80 million with an opt-out for Blake. So if he opts in, Conforto style, would it kill you? I don't want to bore you with all the numbers. Here's what you need to know. If the Giants did that, $40 million for one year, their luxury tax penalty right now would be 3 to $4 million. Let me say this carefully to Giants ownership. Who cares about 3 to $4 million when you're trying to become viable, interesting, and good in a division with the Dodgers and the Padres? The other teams that are the normal contenders who might sign these guys from the Yankees who are in their third year of being a tax penalty team, so are the Mets, so are the Padres, so are the Phillies, the Rangers, Blue Jays, Braves, second-time offenders. In other words, they can't do it. They can't come to the party with what the Giants can offer. Only the Red Sox are a team out there that is also under the penalty line and has room to put a player like this in. And if I'm a pitcher, where do I want to pitch? Fenway Park or Oracle Park? This is where you have your advantage. You don't have to sell Cody Bellinger on hitting the ball over a little corner called Triples Alley. You actually can give that as a good reason. Hey, our ballpark's huge. Come pitch here. You'll be amazing. They are the only team, essentially, that is not going to be penalized for doing this. They have a clear need, a clear advantage in negotiations on multiple fronts. There is no reason, and I will not let, with these microphones in front of us, I will not let us not use the time to basically demand that the San Francisco Giants Go get one of these pitchers before the season starts. You need it. We need it. You can do it. There's nothing in your way at all. Get it done. That's all. I love it. 
I love it. And you use the word up front that I think is the word that uh, many fans have attached to the Farhan Zaidi era, which is embarrassment. And you laid it out, Grant Brisby, with a great piece about the teams that can. And those teams that are over the tax, they can do it. And they can go full lake up on it. And they can just decide that they want to pay that Kelly Oubre tax as you laid it out. So it doesn't preclude them from doing it. Those teams that are already up there in that third tier, especially if it's a one-year deal. If you think that Snell can help you and you want to make 40 turn into 72 million, teams can do that. But the team that is below the Red Sox and the Giants, though, those are the teams. And there are many other teams, but a lot of those other organizations aren't going to be in on a pitcher who's going to make that much. So in terms of teams that are really looking to spend and compete, it could come down to those two teams, the Red Sox and the Giants. And, well... Farhan and his ability to Oof. to pay that much for a player, he's only shown it once. No, but it doesn't even it, like to me. I, I've never thought that Farhan was worried about money. He's worried about years, and, and and that's what the hesitation has always been: is they don't want to sign people up, especially pitchers, long term, because Johnny Cueto things start happening, and right, Rodon. Uh, look! Look at what happens. You you do that, and their arm gets hurt, and then you're just hosed. And so, no one wants to do this with a 31 year old Blake Snell, and they don't want to overpay on one year because the Yankees. It truly would be an Ubre situation. You do Snell for 40, yep. it's actually going to cost you 80. And we can say yes, they can do that, but they won't. They won't. They're not like we well, can, the Dodgers might just on maybe. on principle. No, that's because... the one team I didn't bring up, and you're right. Like the Dodgers are that nuts, right? So they might. Yeah, and so don't you know, let him. You talk about revenue and uh, versus the expenditure, and that's where Joe Lacob has been all these years. Where you know we're not doing four hundred million. Well, this year you're doing three hundred eighty million, and if the Warriors were, you know, forty two and seventeen right now, he would feel good about doing it again next year. But they're not, so it becomes a calculus in terms of risk and reward. And if you're the Dodgers, you're desperate to get another one, if not two, and you want to build a dynasty down there, and you just got the two biggest free agents in the offseason, one of whom you're paying peanuts to because of your your genius uh, front office being able to defer a lot of the payments. So if you're the Dodgers, you look at Snell especially, and you go, one for 40? Sure, that might put us over the top, at least for a year until Shohei Otani can pitch again. So. Wow. They become a very a very viable competitor in this market. Uh, some quick breaking news on another front in that, indeed, and we said this might be a possibility, uh, he goes from out of the rotation to in the starting lineup. Moses Moody okay. will start for Andrew Wiggins tonight, the game that's going to start in just about an hour and 20 minutes in Washington, and we'll walk you up to that game. But Wiggins is out, personal reasons. Moody is in to the starting lineup. Good. And I guess that would mean that uh, Clay is still going to be coming off the bench, which coming is, off the bench. you know, you want to see a good sample of how that looks. And so Clay comes off the bench. Uh, we'll get into that a lot more on Warriors Live, which is going to come at you here in about 10 or 15 minutes. I did want to say one other thing since you brought up the Dodgers. Here's one other thing to mention about Snell and Montgomery. They're both left handed. I think that's a significant conversation because right now, um, I know they're holding out hope that Kyle Harrison's going to be ready and awesome, and I have that belief too, but right now Logan Webb, and then in a few weeks Alex Cobb, right? Like, what do the Dodgers have? They've got Otani, they've got Freeman, they've got Muncie, they have had problems against good left-handed 
starting pitchers. In fact, they've had problems specifically against Blake Snell. I don't usually say this because I think it's a dangerous comment when we start talking about what teams and people with teams owe the fans. They owe the fans a game. They owe you your pizza and beer when you give them money, right? Like, But this is one of those situations where when you are a large market team, you've got your Mission Rock project, all your competitors are over the luxury tax threshold, and you're not. Like, gosh, I don't like making that statement, but I'm real close. The Giants owe it. They owe it more so to their own players. Well, to themselves, I was just going to say. They don't owe the fans anything. Crying out loud, will you engage? For those of you who are old enough to remember the first Top Gun, this is kind of where I've arrived with the Giants. You remember after Goose dies and Maverick won't engage and the other pilots are like, we could have had a man. Why won't you engage? And that's when Maverick fires on him and goes, I don't fire when I am damn good and ready. Like, we're there. We're there. I want to go up to Farhan, Larry Bear. And more importantly, I know we all put Farhan at the center of this. I, I have more trust in Farhan than I do in his bosses. Those are the ones I really want to know about because we're strictly talking money right now. Well, they want to break even, and they've told you that. They it. want to come close to breaking even. That's, that, that's so much more offensive than anything his Farhan words. or Buster so Posey has ever said. If you said. want to talk about $40 million, and I know that the luxury tax penalty would be about $4 million, so $44 million for one year for a starting pitcher, I could see the ownership blushing and balking at that, thinking, you know, it'd be better if we stayed below the threshold this year, and, and we'll we'll hope that Carson Wisenhunt can come up in June or July and, and be a really good starting Dude. pitcher. We have them under team control. Logan Webb has been such an amb- forget good pitcher, ambassador for this team. Right, he's a leader at fight, 27. Fighting the fight for the city of San Francisco, for the franchise as a whole, guy who grew up in Rockland, we've forgiven his fandom of the Raiders and the adorable Kings. We love this guy. We love this guy as much as anybody who's worn that uniform in the last five to seven years for sure. For crying out loud, will you get him a running mate? Stop sticking him out there to be like, all right, you pitch seven innings, and then for the another four days, you know, we'll cobble it together. And by the way, if you sign one of these guys, guess what? By halfway through the year, when Cobb and potentially Robbie Ray are good to go, you might have something real wild called a viable starting rotation. Right now, the rotation is Logan in the question marks, if you look at it. That's I mean, correct. you've got Logan Webb, legit top eight pitcher in the National League, correct. top 12 in, in all of baseball, whatever you want to say. Then you have a converted reliever, a guy who's made five major league starts last year as a rook, and then you got Keaton and Tristan. So, I mean, you've got wild question marks. Even if you get Snell or Montgomery, your rotation still is top-heavy and it's bottom-questionable, but at least it would be a big step toward, all right, you got a couple of guys, and then you've got some candidates, and then you've got a young phenom, and and, and, now at least you feel like you've got a little bit more than you do right now. By the way, not just Logan and the question marks, let's say even all of the question marks go well, you still only have like five guys, right? We, thought, Last year you had thirteen. Yeah, starts. you're supposed to cut. You, like they've told us all along, you got to have eight or nine. 
So I'm not worried about, like, is Jordan Hicks going to end up in the bullpen or something like that if Cobb is healthy and Ray is healthy and you sign Jordan Montgomery, Kyle Harrison works out, oh, gosh, we've got too many starters. Fine. You know damn well that's going to work itself out. Right. Especially with two of them on the shelf to start the season. This looks like Wesley Hogan, man. This is the (laughs) biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. You need it. They want it. No one else can do it. What the hell are you waiting for? Conforto is a client. So was Carlos Correa. Get Boris on the phone. It's March at the end of the week. What are you doing? Do the deal. It's obvious. Everybody knows it. Well, maybe Snell wants more than one year. Maybe Snell wants a three-year deal from somebody, a, a three-year deal that he can sink his teeth Give into. Give him a three-year deal. He's 31. Three and 120? They won't. Why not? Because they don't do that here. They can still not. They can do that without penalty. Do you know how much money comes off? Like almost $100 I understand. Million next year, a lot of people year. come off the books next year. I just, I think that they would look because at 3 and 120 and they would blush at that. Cy Young Award winner and you're only signing him until he's 34. Right. You're going to do it, but I don't know if they are going to. The only nine-figure contract they've ever signed is for a KBO player who himself is also a question mark. He is one for one. Yeah, he sure is. See his first spring training up at? They're getting beat again today. That's okay. I know. They look pretty comfortable up there. Just whack the ball right in the right mm. field. Spring training. Base hit. You see Otani go yard? Yeah, Otani went yard in his first, uh, not his first at bat, in his first game. He can hit. I, I'm already convinced. Yeah, one for three. Yeah. One for three today. That's Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, it is. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, man, they got to get one of these guys. They got to get one of these guys. It's just like, it's imperative. Yeah. It's not a want. This is no, not a want. No, you said it would be an embarrassment if they didn't. It's, and this it's, is a need. If Cody Bellinger, I get it, you've got a center fielder, but if that's the going rate for players of that level now, $80 million over three years, and it might only be a one-year $30 million deal, if that's the kind of thing that Boris clients are signing for, Flat-out embarrassment if the Giants don't do that, considering the situation that they're in as compared to their competitors. All right. Presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises, and Warriors Live is next. Moses Moody is a starter. The Warriors are in Washington on 95.7 The Game. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Warriors basketball is back. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Chris Paul. 60 minutes before every game, we get you ready for tip. It's Warriors Live, and it starts now. It sure does. The Golden State Warriors on the road in Washington. Willard and Dibs with you as we start the countdown to the game. Visiting Jordan Poole, but a lot of stuff within their own locker room that is percolating. Uh, Chris Paul will return to action tonight. Andrew Wiggins is out for personal reasons. Moses Moody is into the starting lineup. Warriors Live is presented by Xfinity 10G, the network made for streaming. And indeed, as I said a little bit ago, uh, this is the type of game that I know um, it's prone to sleepiness where you're like, okay, whatever, right? Greg, that's just, you already put it in the win column. The Washington Wizards barely win any of their basketball games. They're one of the worst in the NBA. But I could easily make the case the situation that the Warriors face, these are the ones that they need to get up for more than anything. You can stand some losses to the Nuggets of the world the rest of the way. You cannot function and get to the goal that they have set for themselves, which is the sixth seed, if you lose any of the games like this one. This is a must-have for the Warriors tonight. Yes, certainly. It's one where you're favored by 10.5, the front part of a four-game road trip. It's the kind of game where if you don't go out there and handle your business, well, then everything gets thrown into wild questions and i know you don't want to react to to just one game a loss to denver a game in washington but this is absolutely one that you look at and you should put it in the win column washington's been bad start to finish you're a team that's actually playing very well you've won 10 of 13 you're coming off a loss against denver but you didn't play terribly against the defending champs you come out here and you handle your business let's get to the injury report right away and what it leads to for this game Injury report brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. For more info, visit BoxerLaw.com. As we mentioned, Chris Paul is back. 21 games with a hand fracture, but CP3 is available tonight. Steve Kerr says he will play all of the non-Steph minutes, but with Pajemski, Clay Thompson, now Moody, getting an increased role with Wiggins out. A lot of eyes on exactly what it is they're going to ask for from Chris Paul, especially early in his return, because the thought process is you've been playing pretty good basketball and you don't want to be the guy that comes back and messes up the rhythm. First game back for an aging player. I think he's the second oldest player in the association. So I don't think you have to worry tonight about him eating into other people's minutes. Tonight for Chris Paul, it's about... A reacclimation situation for Chris Paul. It's a reacclimation sensation, is what it is, Mark, because you want him to get back into the flow. I know it was a hand injury, so he should still have his legs about him. He's been working out undoubtedly. Get him 16 to 20 minutes, get back in the flow. Future games is where you have to worry more about him eating into people's minutes. Uh, I'll even up your dollar here real quick. Do Just it. stand by. Andrew Wiggins is out for personal reasons. Also, Guy Santos is out. You know what it is? 
I don't, Mark. It's an inflammation sensation That's is what it is. Uh, right knee inflammation. He injured it uh, on Saturday uh, with Santa Cruz and, of course, was also out in the game against Denver. Now, as for the Wizards, their first-round pick, Bilal Koulibaly and Isaiah Livers are both out. They had listed three players as questionable in Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert, and Landry Shamit, but all of them have now been upgraded to available for this game tonight. And uh, the spread has not moved uh, a bit. It's still uh, sitting at 10 and a half, even okay. with all the, the, the news of ins and outs. The, the number is held pretty firm. I read that wrong, by the way. Avdia is out. The other two have been gotcha. listed as uh, available. Uh, that's not uh, and checking. Yes, still 10 still, and a half. Yeah, yeah, not uh, a spread move. Danny Avdia um, news has not, uh, has not changed anything. Um, should be interesting to see what Moody can do tonight. You know, this is one of these guys, he and Kaminga, it's been a little back and forth, little uh, little yo-yo effect with regard to, and no, you can't play with my yo-yo. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a little bit uh, of, of that effect with, with Steve Kerr. You know, people are trying to figure out what he means by that. Like, oh, he's fallen out of the rotation. Does that mean doghouse? Does it mean the Warriors, as we discussed a lot yesterday, just have one of these squads that lacks definition? You've got a lot of guys who can do it, not a lot of guys who do it consistently every night, and quite frankly, no one who has stepped up into the roles that the Warriors need. And the roles that they need, a number two scorer, for example, yeah, um, a big guy who can defend down low and also not sort of embarrass himself on the offensive end. These are the roles that are available. That's what the Warriors are looking for. They have not been able to really find that consistently from everyone. But this will be interesting uh, to see what Moses Moody does with this opportunity and what that may or may not lead to. We don't know. Andrew Wiggins might just be right back on Thursday. Could be. And everything goes right back to the way it was. Or... Yes, we're aware of everyone's, where everyone's mind goes when you hear Andrew Wiggins' personal reasons. And so, who knows how long this is going to be. Moses Moody has been outstanding this year in terms of his role. On again, off again. Yep. He started four games and he's averaging 14 a night in those starts. There have been games where he's played a minute 45. There's been games where he didn't play. DNP coach's decision he's had some games where he's played 32 minutes or more so moses moody he's built for this as i borrow from steve wilkes he started he sat he's been at the end of the bench he's been at the front of the bench he's been dnp'd and all the rest of it he's a perfect candidate for the spot start warriors live is presented by xfinity at home or on the go you'll get the fastest internet to all your devices okay chris paul back in again Let's define that a little bit further than what Steve Kerr said, which is just he'll play all of the non-Steph minutes. I would expect, at least off the top, Chris Paul, and this is even now with uh, with Wiggins out, I think this makes things a little bit easier for the Clay Thompson story. I, I You know, we're all, oh, who's starting? Again, it, it, it's more about, I think it's more emotional who's finishing. Um, I don't think Chris Paul is going to be in that finishing lineup. Uh, but with Wiggins out, I think you can comfortably get Clay Thompson to continue, and as he has been largely for the most part, be a part of that finishing lineup. Although I know you've got your eyes tonight on no finishing lineup. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's game to game, and it'll depend on the situation. But tonight, I would expect that it's going to be Moody in the finishing lineup if all goes well, along with Quinones and, and Robinson. You know, TJP and yeah. you know the, and the rest of the youngsters, guys who don't normally get 
minutes. Now, if you're into a tight game, I still don't think Chris Paul would be in that finishing lineup because he's coming back after almost two months. His last game was January 5th in that ugly win over Detroit. He played 23 and a half minutes, and since then, he's been out. So you don't take a 38-year-old, he's almost 39, by the way, a guy who's coming back after two months away from basketball. You're not going to throw him into the fire like that. So finishing lineup-wise, it'll be something to watch down the road with Chris Paul. But tonight, I'm expecting just a, a couple of cups of coffee for Chris Paul Probably three five-minute stints, and we'll call it good. Um, I just looked up what, what you were referring to. When is Chris Paul's 39th birthday? I'm going to go ahead and consider this right now. This is like fun little over-under game that we can play. Um, I'm going to consider the Warriors' season a success if they're still playing when Chris Paul turns 39. Okay. May 6th. Yeah. Yeah. May 6th. May 6th that would, would mean, mean a, you win a first-round series. That's correct. Yeah. It means you're into the second round. Yeah. It means you're into the conference semifinals. Which would be great. And that I think that is a, that's a fair bar to set for a team that is a 10 seed. It's, it's a high bar for a team that's a 10 seed, but this is a team with championship pedigree, and they've won 10 of 13. So it's fair to think that they can get into the playoffs. Now, could they pull a first-round upset? Would it even be an upset? And I... I'd like you to talk to your odds maker friend as we get into next week. About, I got to imagine that it would be. I mean, but not as not as one sided as a normal one eight or a two seven would pro- be. Probably not. But there there is literally no scenario, uh, certainly not one that's plausible, where the Golden State Warriors get into the playoffs. Either they are in the top six or they come out of the play in tournament. You are playing either the Wolves, the Thunder, the Nuggets, or the Clippers. That's going to be your top four. Right. The Warriors are dogs against any of those teams right now. Yeah, maybe not the Clippers. The Clippers would be close. If they were, I mean, they'd have to get to the five, right, in a four five scenario, or maybe the Clippers get to the three. Clippers could move up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's razor tight between those four teams. Right. They're all separated by two and a half games. Yeah. I, I think they'd be underdogs against all of them. Probably. The biggest underdog they would be would be against Denver. Denver. And then probably OKC second. I think the matchup there is a bad one. I would love to see them play Minnesota and uh, get a little Draymond Green v. Rudy Gobert. Uh, pa du. This I'm, time it's personal. I'm a big OKC guy. They're they, good. They lead, the, yeah. they lead the conference in point differential. They are a top four defensive rating team. They play on both ends of the floor. They have got talent of all sizes between Holmgren and 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 Gilgis Alexander. Like, oof! And speed kills, Mark. I, I would not. I, I've already predicted it. So I'll go further than saying I would not be surprised if Oklahoma City represents the West in the NBA Finals this year. Yeah, yeah. I I hitched my wagon to the Clippers a couple weeks did. ago, and I'm not ready to unhitch it. Denver looks very daunting, but I'm just taking it one game at a time. And right now. All eyes are squarely on the Washington pools, and I'm really interested to see, and I don't know if anything's come out about a Draymond Jordan pool pregame confab of any sort, but I'll be keeping an eye on yeah. on that interaction throughout the night. No doubt. Um, I'm also, though, going back to Chris Paul, I'm interested to see how he affects two specific players. One, you're thinking it could be positive. The other one, I'm not sure could it go the other way. So... If Chris Paul is going to be your ball handler for all of the non-Steph minutes, 
What does that mean for Brandon Pajemski? What 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 are we even wanting it to mean for Brandon Pajemski? He's gotten a little flow going. I know we're in like I don't even know if you want to call this a mini slump, but for a couple of games now, it's kind of like eh, right, not shooting the ball great. But Pajemski does so many things out there. The winning basketball player, the guy is their best guard rebounder. He might be one of their best rebounders. Period. Um, and so that's somebody who I'm excited to see continue his growth process and help this team continue their push. I do not want Chris Paul robbing a ton of minutes for him. The other side, though, interested to see what this does, Chris's return for Dario Saric, because this is a guy who I think for about 40 games, people, Warrior fans were looking at this going, this is a really smart signing by the Warriors. Like this is, he comes in, he gives you your 20 minutes. He's really effective on all the things that that, that that he does. He can get to the, the, the rim sometimes on offense. He can knock down a three. And it feels like he has fallen out of favor, out of sorts, without Chris Paul out there. And we know that they've played together before. It was obvious when you watch them, they work well together. Right. So maybe this ignites him again. Perhaps. I do think that he's fallen out of favor a little bit because of the defensive side of it. He's not mm-hmm. a great defender. And this is a team that has tried to claw back into contention through its defense. The defense has been bad the majority of the year, especially when Draymond was out. So that is a big piece of it in terms of Dario Saric's minutes. So if Chris Paul can come back and unlock his offensive game, that's obviously his key to playing. And the point about Podjemski is an interesting one because he might be most effective when he plays 25 minutes as opposed to 32 minutes. And that's something that the coaching staff, I think, will look at. And, you know, when you have him playing 33 and 35 and 34 minutes, does he become less effective when he plays more at this juncture of his career? Hmm. Um, is that something that you've actually, like, tracked or noticed? Or, like, why I, do you I, feel that way? The last four games, I've seen a player who maybe is starting to slow down a little well, bit. could be hitting the rookie wall. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, he's played a lot more over the course of the last two months than he did earlier in the year. He's averaging 10 a game over his last four. And I know that's his season average, yep. but that's not what he was doing in January and early February when he really erupted on the scene. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're calling it a uh, quote-unquote mini slump or whatever. I don't even necessarily really see it. He has not been good from beyond the three-point arc over the last week and a half or so. Uh, he's three for 13 from the three-point line over his last three games. But again, that Friday night game, which was sleepy and whatnot, was not a bad game for him at all. He shot 50% from the field against Charlotte, was one of only a handful of double-digit scores in the game with 13. He added the six boards, six assists. He's had at least seven boards or more in all of his last five games. Um, again, like, he has the knack to affect the game positively even when he's not shooting well. So when he shoots well, then it really pops. Like, when he does what he did against the Clippers, um, you know, on Valentine's Day, yeah. when he had 25 points to go with seven rebounds, eight assists, you're looking at someone when he gets up to that 30-minute mark, like, this guy could be someone who compiles triple-doubles 
in, in his future in the NBA. Yeah, especially as he becomes more of a dominant ball handler and gets more involved in distributing when you've got Chris Paul and you've got Steph Curry and Draymond Green, who is ostensibly the point guard of this team. He doesn't get as many assist opportunities, but the rebound numbers are eye-popping. Uh, let's do our Take It to the Bank prediction, brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. And while we're there, I'll stick with Pajemski. Give me multiple three-pointers made for Brandon Bukipsi kid okay. tonight in this basketball game. Yeah, and it's uh, in his last uh, eight games. Man, you got to go back, and he's had a bunch of zeros up there. He had two, two, five, three, and two in a five-game run, but before that, it was zero, 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 one, yep. one, one, yep. zero, zero. So he can go hot and cold on you from the three-point line. I like your prediction because he's been getting a lot more of an opportunity. I know he was 0 of 1 against Denver, but before that, 6, 6, 7, and 5 attempts. So he's getting looks from behind the line. Well, I'm also thinking about it in terms of minutes. Maybe this isn't the game we were just talking about as minutes. Maybe this isn't the game to even explore it because I do think that there is a high probability that the Warriors run Washington off of the floor here. And if there is a fourth quarter where the veterans sit, Brandon Pajemski is not one of them. He is not a veteran. And he often will be the guy who will stay in there with some of the other GT performers. And so I think Brandon's going to get a good healthy chunk of minutes tonight. I think it's going to be a wide open game because the Wizards don't play defense and uh, and so that'll open it up his shot. I think he'll knock a couple down. Yeah, that's interesting when you point it out like that because as a starter he sometimes doesn't have to play in quote garbage time when you've got you know younger players his age who are coming off the bench who would be out there. My take it to the bank prediction is going to be about the claymaker. This will be his fifth game in a row coming off the bench he had 35, then 3, then 13, then 23. He's averaging oh. 18 a night off the bench. I got him for 20-plus tonight. This is a game where Clay gets comfortable. Clay gets loose. I've got Clay Thompson, 20 or more, coming off the bench. Okay, see, now I thought you were going to flip it the other way because he's kind of been back, forth, back, forth. Right. Although he did that all within one game. Uh, against Denver, twenty three in the first half, goosey in the second, nothing in the second half. So maybe he's become more efficient with that. I don't know, but I thought you were setting it up to be like it's it's now he's now due for a, a, a down night because no. because he shot the ball well on Sunday. I'm going to borrow from Vanessa Williams in her uh, second hit off the album, the comfort zone. I think he's finding the comfort zone coming off the bench. His plus minus mark in all four of those games. A positive coming off the bench. Hey, now. I love it. Yeah, the Warriors and, and, and the fact that Moody is starting is telling you that for now, how committed they are to Clay Thompson off of the bench. Good point, yeah. yeah. Good yeah, point, with, because with, you know, with if they weren't out. committed to it, they'd throw Clay back in there. Why but wouldn't you? Yeah, and yeah. you wouldn't because you want Clay to continue to get comfortable in this role. Uh, What's on Tap is brought to you by Farmers Brewing. Have you tried Farmers Brewing yet? If not, it's time to put your lips on a farmer and let us tell you, like, seriously, seriously now, forget the whole advertisement thing. I love these beers. They're really, really good. I've tried all of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they are fantastic. So uh, do it and do it now. All right. Chance for the Warriors to continue winning games away from Chase. Here's a wild sentence that I never thought I'd say last year. Listen to this. The Warriors, they've won six of their last seven on the road. Hello. Remember last year? I don't, they barely won six road games the whole year. Good point. And they've won six out of their last seven, including 
uh, their last five. So uh, the Warriors are hot away from home. Part of that is who they're playing, sure. But tonight fits right into that going against one first teams in the nba it's one you absolutely have to get and i won't use the must win phrase because i revile it unless it's an actual must win but if you want to be taken seriously yes if you want to go on this run that we all think that you can go on this is a cupcake go ahead and peel back the paper around it take a big bite of frosting and cake devour this cupcake Take some time for yourself in the fourth quarter and get ready for the Big Apple. Yeah, absolutely. And so they've been uh, they've been good away from home. Uh, that five game win streak is against. Let's see, the opponents were Brooklyn, Philadelphia, no Embiid, Indiana, solid win, and then at Utah, at Utah. One of which, yeah. boy, they tried their little tukuses off <laughs> to give that sucker away. Uh, but they didn't, and so those are the opponents. Tonight fits right in. Look, if it's a six-game win streak, that's one thing. If it's a seven-game win streak, then I'm going to get impressed because uh, after tonight, 48-hour rest, and you're at Madison Square Garden. It's a tough one always to go to the Apple, although Steph always uh, seems to have uh, one of those memorable kind of games. You know he gets up for the Mecca, so you don't worry about that. I, I would love to see some rest tonight in the fourth quarter, and, you know, part of me is is rooting for Jordan Poole to go out there and have a good game in front of your old team. Honestly, Mark, there's just, something about just it. Just listen to your tone. You know what? It's have like, a game, Jordan Poole. It's like all of a sudden we're it's like bedtime and we're reading a book to a child. Have a good game. You know what, Jordan? Have a good game. 118-101. Give Poole 24 off oh, the God. bench. Your, 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 your numbers are way too low. 118 to 101? They beat is, Charlotte seventy-one to fifty-two yeah, or whatever yeah, that yeah, was. That's different. Charlotte's a weird team. You want to know what? The, you, do you know what the over/under is tonight? It's got to be two thirty something. Two thousand points. <laughs> it's two forty-five, bro. Holy cow! This is gonna. I think this might look a little bit like the game when they played at the Bulls a while back. While back, and and I, I just I still don't think the Warriors' defense is quite right. And so you take Wiggins out of that and enter Chris Paul back in, and that's not going to get any better. And because of that, I think, you know, Washington doesn't pay attention to anything on a basketball court. Um, so I think you're going to get a very um, offensively focused game tonight on both sides. That was 140 to 131 yes. at Chicago. The yeah. Claymaker with 30. The Chef! At 27. They gave up a buck 31 to the Bulls. A buck 31. Yikes. Now, I wouldn't expect that. But let's just say... You were uh, down 11 at the half in that game. I might have put a unit or two on the over tonight. Hello. And the Warriors. That's a big number. Uh, yeah. So let's go uh, Let's go more like... Uh, let's go 132 to 117. That's the final score. Tonight. And how about your guy Jordan Poole? What do you want from him? A goose egg? Four points. Yeah. You how hate. many? Four! Wait. We need to talk more uh, tomorrow about why you hate Jordan Poole. I just, I don't, that's not the right word. It's, I'm just turned off. You sports hate I'm turned off. I'm not turned off ever, though, by Kevin Dana. Did you know that he is handling the broadcast duties tonight? Green dance! From Washington, and we're, so we're always excited to hear Dana. Warriors Live is presented by Xfinity at home or on the go. You'll get the fastest internet to all your devices. For Dan Dibley, I'm Mark Willard. Out to the arena next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.